We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. You can get all of your Pack a Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack a Day Podcast, and remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or Spotify. And of course, you can always check us out over at SheSaidTV.com. I'm Maggie Loney, and I'm joined by Andrew Mertig. We're back for another Monday show. Andrew, how you doing? Yeah, it's the first Sunday of the postseason, off season, I should say, uh, and so that that's a interesting feeling. I actually feel like things are right around the corner rather than this kind of long drag. Um, so that part is very exciting. And per the Athletic, Kyle Fellows is not on the show today. <laughs> Also, per The Athletic, depending on who you follow and where you get your information, uh, lots of David Bakhtiari and like just kind of, I don't know if you'd call it news, right? Swirling around that the Packers may potentially be releasing him soon. Matt Schneidman, of course, got on Twitter to dispute that dove, dove, however however you choose to pronounce it, Kleiman <laughs> tweets, um, saying that the Packers would be releasing David Bakhtiari shortly. Not set in stone, right? Not true entirely, but I guess potentially something to keep an eye on because sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire and it seems like it could be on the horizon. Yeah, Andy did a phenomenal job. I think it was two weeks ago. Um, you can go back and check that out on the YouTube or the audio um, of breaking down all of the options that the Packers and David Bakhtiari have going forward and kind of summarize that there's three ways that they can proceed Maybe Bakhtiari wants to retire. Maybe Bakhtiari wants to come back and, you know, the Packers could do an incentive-laden deal. Or maybe he gets released. Like, 
obviously those are the three paths forward. I think any anybody who thinks they know at this point, it's just pure conjecture. And, uh, you know, Matt Scheinman confirmed as much that what he thought was going to happen. And there's no confirmed information at this point. So I would not be surprised if that ends up being the case. But, um, you know, as as I know too clearly, let's wait for the actual sources to report the information <laughs> before we proceed. I have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, <laughs> going into the offseason, <laughs> going into the offseason, of course, we said that we wanted to take a look at Green Bay's division rivals and see kind of what they might be planning throughout free agency in the draft. Last week, obviously, I was missing, uh, but Kyle and Andrew got things started with a Lions preview. This week, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. They've got a lot of big-name free agents actually on their roster. So, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and get us started there? Yeah, I certainly think the Vikings, out of the three division rivals, have the most interesting offseason in front of them, uh, and maybe, arguably, the most interesting offseason of any NFL team, because they have some really, really important decisions to make. They really hit a soft reset last offseason, and I think they should be celebrated for that. Like, it is so difficult to do that coming off of a really, really successful season and say goodbye to some of the veterans who helped get you there, but really, they just saw that realistically they probably weren't where they needed to be in order to continue that success going forward. Last season, it started to look like they were maybe progressing a little bit, and then the unfortunate Cousins injury really derailed their entire season. Um, But they have a lot of interesting decisions on the way uh, that will impact their immediate and their long-term future. The the Vikings enter the offseason with a projected $19.5 million in cap space. That's not bad. That's pretty good uh, in the league to start there. But they can pull some levers with some simple restructures to get to $55 million. If they wanted to be really aggressive, they could get to $85 million with max restructures. But that does potentially cause some problems going forward, as it does for every team. So, you know... I think realistically, the Vikings probably are going to be in that 55 to like maybe 65, 70 million dollar range. They do have some options with cutting players. They can save an additional 6.5 million by cutting Dean Lowry and Nick Mullins. I think those were probably the easiest two decisions that I saw. But there's another 11.3 million dollars out there if they cut Harrison Smith. And Harrison Smith has played really, really well. He's kind of like a legendary player for Minnesota. That would be a really tough pill to swallow for their fans, but that is quite a bit of money for an aging safety. That cap space is going to be crucial because there's some really important free agent decisions that need to be made. Of course, this list is headlined by Kirk Cousins. We don't see really good quarterbacks hitting the free agent market really ever other than Kirk Cousins. Uh, So this is fascinating of course the injury adds another really interesting layer and then his connection to Justin Jefferson but also the Vikings best defensive player edge Daniel Hunter is also a free agent Marcus Davenport who they brought in as a one-year free agent last year his contract is up linebacker Jordan Hicks kicker Greg Joseph guard Dalton Reisner and wide receiver KJ Osborne um, are kind of the, the headliners on that list Yeah, the quarterback conversation is just fascinating for Minnesota. You know, it's a team that thought that they had something potentially in pastronaut Joshua Dobbs before he came back down to earth and the quarterback position laid an egg the rest of the season. So I personally think bringing Kirk Cousins back obviously makes the most sense for this team. Even if the Vikings wanted to draft a quarterback early to be their quarterback of the future, 
we've clearly seen, you know, Green Bay's model works in that regard of reaping the benefits when you have a young quarterback to learn behind a vet. Give Kirk like a two-year deal and then go ahead and give your drafted quarterback the reins later on. I think it takes some of the immediate acclimation pressure off, especially with Justin Jefferson and how he, you know, is potentially considering testing the market, saying he wants to break the bank. He also, you know, was saying he wants to know who's going to be throwing him the ball before he wants to ink any type of long-term deal. So that might help to alleviate some of those concerns if you have Kirk, even in the short term, to help you develop a prospect that you really like long-term. Daniel Hunter, I think you said too, is probably the biggest name on the list regardless, um, or however you feel about the Kirk Cousins situation coming off a career year in Minnesota. And the Vikings should want him back, but it'll depend kind of on their cap situation, what they do at the quarterback position. You know, you mentioned some creative ways for them to make more room for themselves. I think if you're talking about a hierarchy of needs, they might prioritize a Daniel Hunter over a Harrison Smith. So that would be potentially some of the options that they're weighing there. And they also have to deal with the quarterback, right? If they're going to be investing a ton of cap space into re-signing Kirk Cousins, then you don't know what their wiggle room is necessarily going to look like with Hunter and if they're going to have the ability to bring him back. But obviously it's hard for them to think about saying goodbye to a player of his caliber, had the career season, and has spent his entire career wearing purple. So also I think, you know, worth noting is seeing some of the struggles that we've seen from rookie kickers across the league. Probably Greg Joseph comes back as a must re-sign for the Vikings too. Yeah, and so this is a team that is going to have some concerns as far as starters go, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then also there's some depth concerns across this roster, but they do have nine draft picks. Um, so they probably won't be able to play too much in acquiring other teams free agents, uh, but they will be able to bring in at least nine players uh, through the draft. They do have their own first rounder, which is number 11 overall. Second, they don't have a third that ended up in Detroit, which we Kyle and I talked about last week, but they do have two fourths, including Detroit's. So that was a pick swap. They have two fifths, two sixths, and a seventh. So uh, again, 11 overall, second rounder, two fourths, two fifths, two sixths, and a seventh. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so nine picks in the draft, like you said, but only two in the first two days. So not an ideal spot necessarily for the Vikings to be in, thinking that, of course, they have plenty of depth. But if you're looking at potentially only two swings at like immediate impact players, not sure what that does to kind of overhaul a roster that wants to compete now and win now. Um, Certainly could play into some of their free agency decisions here, too, you know, with the thought that the board might not fall their way on draft night. So maybe they prioritize spending what money they do have in free agency a certain way instead of, you know, potentially banking on a huge lift from their 2024 draft class. Yeah, and this is where we get to have a little bit of fun and ask, like, if it was up to us, what would we do if we were running the Minnesota Vikings? And I think another thing to kind of consider here is, yes, they have Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison looks like an ascending talent, but KJ Osborne is a free agent. TJ Hawkinson's status for the season is going to be kind of up in the air. I can't imagine he's healthy the first half of the season. And then we'll kind of see how effective he can be if he can, you know, stick to that recovery timeline. Uh, so offensively, they're, they're going to have a little bit of a question mark there in the middle. Somebody who helped Kirk Cousins be really successful. And that running game, which was pretty darn atrocious throughout the year, uh, there's not necessarily a answer there at the running back position either. But overall, I think Minnesota's just got to try to get as much cap space as they can because Kirk Cousins needs to be back. I totally agree with your assessment. I think that short-term deal and then maybe look to add a young quarterback in the future. Cousins is only 35. He's got good years in front of him. He's been very effective for them. And the alternative is turning to a journeyman veteran quarterback for a year or two. and then Russell Wilson, perhaps? Just kidding. Perhaps Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that would be that would be really interesting. Maybe, you know, even like a Carson Wentz or something, uh, depending on how much cap space they have. So I, I get the flirtation with a rookie quarterback, but you have to extend Justin Jefferson this year and appealing to him with letting the quarterback he really likes walk and making him play with a rookie or a journeyman doesn't seem like a great strategy to make him want to return to Minnesota. Daniel Hunter, of course, as we've talked about, is going to be another high-cost free agent, and there's some others on this list that would help this team keep their status while some of their young players continue to develop. So the cap space we talked about is basically all tied up if they want to retain their own. I don't think there's going to be a ton of additions. Maybe they could look at running back um, to, to be able to help bridge that gap. Yeah, running back always seems to be one of those positions that there is a bevy of them in free agency and you can just kind of have your pick of the litter. You know, someone good or at least serviceable is always available. Um, Yeah, I think if I'm the Vikings, unless a quarterback you are absolutely in love with just happens to fall to 11. If it's me, I'm trying to trade back into like the mid to late first and grab one of the talented edge rushers there, potentially, you know, look at a corner to to shore up that secondary or a safety. I know there's not a lot of value in the safety, you know, position at that point, but you know, maybe you snag a safety with your uh day two picks that you acquire by trading back. Who knows? But you know, I think this could be an edge rusher in the late first round if they did trade back. Makes a lot of sense to pair with a freshly re-signed Daniel Hunter, kind of like the Preston Smith Rashawn Gary combo we had in 2019. And then you use your capital, you know, that you've acquired by trading back to get some more picks on night two of the draft where there tends to be kind of a condensed spot of talent. But and I think what's nice about, you know, re-signing Kirk Cousins too, even to a two-year deal, like we talked about, is if you're not in love with any of the quarterbacks in this draft, you don't have to reach. You don't have to push for it. 
You still have Kirk Cousins inked, even if it's like a three-year deal at that point. And you potentially look at what's available next year to you instead. So definitely not like a needy spot for them to be in if they're planning on bringing back Kirk Cousins or like you said, a vet. But what that does for Justin Jefferson at that point, I think, you know, is a different question. But whoever's a quarterback, you mentioned it. Really nice situation they're coming into already. You've got wide receiver one and two with Jefferson and Addison. Running back could be a nice find on day two but I don't think it's going to be their top priority given they only have one pick so far. So probably something they add to on day three, which we've seen with like Aaron Jones, you can find success there, obviously drafting on day three. Um, But yeah, seven picks to work with on day three. So I think the roster felt close to competing in 2023 with a healthy quarterback. So the defense should be the priority here with the bulk of those picks. If it were me. Yeah, and so speaking of the draft, um, we just wanted to take a moment to look at what the Vikings could potentially do with those draft picks. I know we've alluded to it as as we've gone forward, but this is the second week in a row we're going to talk about Kyle's favorite draft prospect, quarterback J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> but, it, you know, so we we did, we talked about, like, maybe there's a world where Detroit is looking to move up to get their quarterback in the future. Uh, but the Vikings are already in that position. Pick 11 is probably kind of that sweet spot. There's a lot of rumors. May, you know, maybe I wouldn't take J.J. McCarthy that high, but um, there have been, you know, rumors swirling around the draft community that McCarthy is being considered in that, like, top 10, 12, 15 area. At this point, he certainly has a ton of upside. And if you're a coach like Kevin O'Connell, former quarterback in the NFL, uh, you know, you probably do want to have your opportunity to develop a youngster and taking a look at the, you know, how successful the Packers have been with drafting quarterback, letting them sit for a few years. Um, I think the Vikings could take a look at that on a Cousins two or three year deal, let McCarthy or whoever they like, maybe maybe they take somebody in you know the second or third round, uh, sit there, draft, and, and really develop them uh, for a couple of years and then put them in a great situation with a core of really talented young weapons. I'm not sure the Vikings will have a lot of opportunities to take a young quarterback in the future. We don't know, you know, like how good or bad. I This, this kind of feels like a team that has a trajectory to finish sort of in the middle of the pack again next season. So maybe that is the direction they go because they're not going to get another opportunity. Um, I don't know that they would consider sort of swinging for the fences and trying to trade up into that top like three or four conversation. Um, I personally love the idea of going heavy on defense. You mentioned maybe a trade down and taking an edge rusher, acquiring some additional draft capital. Um, I think that is a really, really fascinating way to go. I think they need some extra support on that defense that sort of wore down as the season went on. But, um, you know, anytime that you get the opportunity to address the quarterback position, I think you at least have to consider doing that right away. Yeah, I mean, this is a Vikings team that went 7-10, and 10, and they were in a lot of those games that they lost, a lot of one-score games. Um, overtime, obviously, with the Bengals in the playoff conversation until the very end. So you're talking about Kirk Cousins being on that roster instead of, you know, the trio of quarterbacks that they trotted out in his place and probably a different outcome. So it doesn't feel like this is a team that's very far away, but I do agree with you that you're in a really tightly contested division now. Wins are going to be hard to come by. You know, you might not be at pick 11 next season. You might finish with the same record or one win better and be at pick 20, right? So 
if you find a guy you love, I think you have to pull the trigger because you just don't know when you'll be in that situation again. But I do think that for the sake of the Vikings, if a quarterback that they love is not there at 11 or if they don't feel comfortable kind of mortgaging what they have to move up at all, then, yeah, I think you trade back and you look at getting, you know, some extra day two picks because, like we said, they only have the one second rounder and then they have seven picks on day three. So if you can get into the soft spot of, like, the second round, find some talent in the third round that can maybe help you improve your roster right now, that's obviously where they need to look, especially like we're talking if they get creative with some cap space. Let's say they move on from Harrison Smith. Cam Bynum is fantastic, but you're going to need some support then in the secondary losing a guy like Harrison Smith. If they are unable to, say, bring back Daniil Hunter, Edge becomes probably one of your top priorities on the entire roster. So really interesting to see where they go because they have a question mark, a quarterback. And I think even if Kirk Cousins comes back, the question mark has just kind of been like the can that they kicked down the road. You know, he's he can be a long-term option, but I think for the sake of comfort in the franchise, he probably shouldn't be your long-term option for more than two, three years. But I think he also buys you enough time that you don't have to reach this year. So it'll, it'll be really interesting to see kind of where they prioritize the value in this draft. Yeah, it, it has to be a really interesting place to be I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of fascinating conversations going on in the front office in minnesota because this was a team that of course finished in first place in 2022 they looked like they were going to be competing with the lines for first place for much of the season the cousins injury happens now with the late push and development and, and what the packers look like it looks like the vikings are kind of competing for third place um you know maybe they can challenge for for second but um this is a team that now needs to consider what their future looks like when they did kind of a soft reset last year. Are they going to have to do a little bit more of a hard reset in a year or two, which I think would be pretty disappointing given where they were at just a short time ago. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packity Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. And also make sure you check out Packs What She Said. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe or rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Monday. And next week we'll be back with a breakdown of the Chicago Bears offseason. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Go, go, go!